that's fine i mean too much meat doesn't spoil the soup so what i can do is that i can move on to someone else nobody will clap for you twice for the same thing i face like i eat the frog i try to eat the frog because sometimes it's very uncomfortable calling certain people it's very uncomfortable dressing up and walking into someone's office now a husband to a young beautiful lady of the secret master Don't you just love stories? Stories shape how we understand the world, our place in it, and our ability to change it. We are all products of our backgrounds, perceptions, and experiences, which all form how we interpret the world. So we all have unique stories to share. What are we without stories? If you're a sucker for inspirational stories, you'll feel right at home at the storybook. We are a creative enterprise with a social purpose to inspire, educate, mentor, entertain, and influence the youth in Africa to make informed decisions on their healing, growth, and development. Our message is simple. Every youth in Africa can attain the lasting change they desire in different aspects of their lives, and we want to support them in their journey. Messages delivered as stories can be up to 22 times more memorable than just facts. So, at The Storybook, we leverage the transformative power of storytelling. We can all agree that for change to be lifelong, it has to start in the mind. So we keep our stories unique, fun, engaging, and memorable. Just how the mind likes it. We've been in conversation for a while now, but just for the sake of uh, the people who will be listening into uh, this session, my name is Whitney Mwangi. I'm the founder of The Storybook. And today we'll be having a conversation about one of the story series that we ran, hashtag packing it away. And just to give the background of this uh, story campaign. So we noticed during the COVID-19 lockdown that a lot of people were spending time uh, by themselves and they had the opportunity to reflect on habits environments, people who are, you know, bringing negativity and regress in their life. And so they decided to pack it away or pack those habits and those people away so that they can create space for growth, healing and development. And so here we are. I have been taking note of uh, your work, Kenneth, and how you're empowering youth and the kind of uh, development and advancements that you're making in your field. So perhaps you can share with us how packing it away um, reflects in your work or has reflected in your work and also tell us a little about you over to you kenneth hi whitney thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you storybook so yes uh, i think that on a personal level i've been doing a lot of packing away my name is kenneth wenya and um, i call myself a serial social entrepreneur um so basically what that means is that i believe in the power of community and i believe in entrepreneurship that is not just with making money but impacting lives in the process of making money and uh, as a matter of fact i believe that um, the best organizations have their clients doing all of their marketing for them so that is the power of community in most of the ventures that i run there's always a social component to it so talking about tune audit talking about 
Seek International and um, you know a few other things that I do so that is just a little bit about me I'm a musician and um, I'm just about to go into lectureship I'm going to be teaching music and ministry in uh, a local university you know so it's juggling a lot at the same time and I'm that kind of person you know I see myself as a multi-potentialite and I, I want to be able to maximize everything that I have before I leave this earth for someone like me there definitely is a lot of packing it away yeah Thank you for that background. As we proceed in the conversation, I'm sure you will speak more on uh, what you've been able to do with specific reference to uh, packing it away. Okay. So perhaps we can go more into Seek International because I'm a member of Seek International and we shared briefly on how I stumbled upon your Twitter page and decided to follow the link that you've provided there, which led me to a WhatsApp group. It, I've been seeing um, a lot of posts um, gain on knowledge and on books. And you know, the common narrative is that Africans do not read yeah. or we don't really pursue knowledge, which is uh, which is uh, false. And you are challenging that narrative. So, given uh, what was happening in the past and what I see now, clearly you have packed something away. Right. So I always call Seek International a knowledge hub, um, not just a book club because it's about knowledge. And I believe you would agree with me we're in the knowledge economy. Everything is about what you know. And so with regards to packing it away, I think that one of the major things I had to pack away was uncertainty with clarity of purpose, you know, because there are so many book clubs, schools all over who are trying to achieve aim of eradicating ignorance. What I had to do, and it's something that I do quite a lot lately, is to ask myself why. This is a big thing, the concept that Simon Sinek shared about knowing your why. And for me, that has been it for me, just knowing why Seek International exists. So the first thing that we had to deal with was our why. Why do we exist? What do people see when they visit our social media pages? I mean, when someone visits our social media page, are they feeling our why? Are they seeing our why? Or they're just seeing something random? And because we believe that we're a knowledge organization once you hit our media pages you have to learn something new just by scrolling through so that was the first thing we had to clear uncertainty and make sure that we properly define why we exist and why we do what we do another thing that i had to pack away was the concept of too much posting and too much content i told my team that there is nothing like too much content there's nothing like that because um i always make reference to books and uh, after reading the 10x rule by grant cardone i mean i just told myself that look if we're doing this we have to we have to try and do it 10 times and even though we are not yet at 10 times the you know the ordinary we're trying our best to get there where we're posting a lot of content you know in a day or in a week and so that's the second one for me there is nothing like too much content i mean once it's good it's good <laughs> you know and another thing that I, I had to pack away was poor communication one thing that i found that is very difficult is communication especially communicating with your team and so there's this mentor of mine who always shares this example and what he says is that he's in a conference and he's asking everybody when i say orange juice what do you have in mind and so he asks one person i mean when i say orange juice what do you have in mind the person goes like oh um don simon and he's like okay 
so he asks someone else and the person goes like oh okay when you say oranges i think of fanta you know <laughs> and then he's like okay when i say oranges i'm talking about freshly squeezed juice i got to realize that there are a lot of people that i communicate with especially on my team and the assumption is that once you talk to these people they understand what you expect or they understand the vision but i realized that no it takes a lot of convincing and communication and explanation to make sure that people actually understand whatever vision being shared so i had to put together like strategy and i had mastermind discussions with my team we had zoom sessions and we, we still talk you know and um, one thing that i've realized about communication is that it has to start on a one-on-one -on -one basis because you have to get to know your team on that level so i started engaging them on a personal level meet one person up for lunch breakfast talk over the phone late night phone calls get a bit intimate get to understand their strengths their weaknesses their passions and once this connection is built i realized that the team member became more efficient and more relevant I really take communication as a very big thing now. And I, I think that right now I'm like 1% a good communicator. I don't think I'm there yet. I have a lot to learn from you, Whitney. I have a lot to learn, but that, that has been a big thing for me. Being in constant communication with my team. I mean, with, with open doors, no ambiguity. They have access to me at any time. And I really love it when they put in suggestions and inputs, like I celebrate them for doing that. I believe that this helps them to own the vision. So it's not just me making all the decisions, but then they own in the vision. So communication has been a very, a very big one for me. Yeah. I mean, this is very rich and I'm smiling and just taking my time to listen because I sense that it's not just about doing things, but it's about leading by example and ensuring that you have depth for you. Because we notice that a lot, and even I have fallen into that trap. You just want to grow your brand. You want to grow wider, but you're not really thinking about the little details. You talk about the why. Hearing you talk about someone like Simon Sinek, because he's very uh, famous and very eloquent and aggressively um, an advocate for communication and branding that is done right, paying attention to the little details. And so this tells me that it's for you, you're seeking the knowledge so you can ensure that you're leading by example and then also going down to the details because the moment you have that on lock, you will always remember the building blocks of foundation, right? Even in the future, if you were to lose your entire team, you would still have your principles which can keep you going. I hope uh, a lot of people can uh, take on this and of course, because sometimes we get lost in wanting to be, you know, the trending organization being part of the conversations but end up losing this is very insightful and perhaps just to pick up from the question the responses that you gave to the question when dealing with your employees i have uh, spoken to you uh, briefly on the challenges i'm having with hiring and so i'm curious to know how did you end up picking this approach of going uh, to that one-on-one -on -one basis and doesn't it get tiring because having to hire someone going back and forth over months i know that can be exhausting and time consuming and you have all these businesses going on well it's more like dating you know it's more like dating i see it like dating because 
uh, dating is a lot of hard work you know <laughs> getting to know someone is a lot of hard work and for me one thing that i had to accept i had to accept the fact that it's hard work initially i thought it was oh hi i do this um i need your help i want you to volunteer i want you to i want to work with you or oh, what do you like to do oh you can help with that oh great and then for a long time you're not hearing anything from the person the person is, is quiet i as i said i see the whole thing as hard work secondly there's this quote that i made some time ago that communication has different inputs and different outputs the same method of communication doesn't work for everyone there are some people who are quiet and very reflective but when you get them to talk they are loaded there are some people who are very loud and very promising but like no value at all so a typical example like i have there are people that i've worked with that were always excited and hey let's do this boss let's do that and you give them work and it's delaying so i said okay that's fine that's fine i mean too much meat doesn't spoil the soup so what i can do is that i can move on to someone else if this other person there were people who noticed that with or without them i was still moving and then they came back and they're like oh i see that you've dogged me you've ignored me you don't mind me again and i'm like oh no my doors are open oh yeah you want to help with this that's a great suggestion let's do it you know and if they decide to go back fine i'm still moving on and with me the truth is that I don't know about other teams, but I dare say that in every team, the very, very, very impactful people are just very few. Honestly speaking, I always tell my friends that you don't need 50 effective people. Just one, two, three people who are effective can rule the world. I, I had a eureka moment when I did a partnership with one of the world's top vocal coaches, Cheryl Porter. And in the process of the partnership, it took close to a year to get this done. It got to the point where everything was done. We had to exchange our brand assets so we could do media uh, publicity. And do you know what she told me? She was like, Kenneth, I design my own flyers. I edit my own videos. That's not possible. And I was like, wow, Cheryl Porter, do everything yourself. I'm like, I don't have an excuse in this life. I don't have an excuse. So then, you know, I got to realize that it's a lot of hard work. And But then the, the beauty of it is that just like a dating scene where a lady will not say yes immediately, you have to prove yourself. I see that in life, life will find a way to test you in various ways. People have told me, wow, they are surprised Seek International is five years old because you don't have that happening a lot with such organizations lasting this long. Whitney, it's a lot of hard work when it comes to teams and all of that and communication. That's life. We have to take it as it is. Yeah. I like this energy and this whole attitude of that's life because a lot of yeah. people, once they get challenges and difficulties, they give up. And I know this is something that we all go through as entrepreneurs, but I truly appreciate the value of just making sure that you don't give up. Even three resourceful people, as you yeah. say, if you get yeah. those people, you hang on to them. I have come to really appreciate resourceful people. Mm. Before, I used to think the values that we need to look for is hardworking, smart, intelligent. But once I started getting my hands dirty and mm. realized how valuable a resourceful person is, it changed everything for me. So yeah. I totally resonate with what you're saying. That, that's really good to know. And, and I'm glad that you bring up the aspect of dating because I want to dig a little deeper into your <laughs> with our lovely Jessica. Um, right. I know that you recently hit a one-year anniversary of your marriage. Mm -hmm. um, tell yes. us a little bit more about that, how you balance all that as a, you know, as a young man, as an entrepreneur, now a husband to a young, beautiful lady. Of 
what's the secret master for people like me there's a lot of decision fatigue and a lot of indecision when it comes to the dating scene i mean i've always been a busy person but one thing that struck me about my wife is that i mean from the first time i got to know her we are direct opposites like i am so haphazard and so not organized and she's everything that i am not she is the opposite of me i remember our marriage counselor one time told me he was like kenneth Jessica is getting married next year, whether you like it or not. Um, I'm going to find her someone, so I'm just telling you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I, I have to sit up. You know, I think that it's just this fear every young man has about proposing and get going into the whole marriage thing. But really, like, it doesn't feel any different now. So before my wife left school, we spent six months together. Even during our dating period, for me, it was a great learning experience. One thing that I have learned, three little things I'm going to share. It's always good to find the strength of your partner and allow them to function in their space. Because sometimes for people like me, we like to be in control of every decision and the details and all of that. The first lesson for me is that you have to decide. You can't wait for perfection. And um, Whitney, one thing about perfection is that I think it's a big lie because truthfully, it's, it's the imperfect times and the imperfect periods that build us up. Because even before we got married, we used to take walks and we used to, and she used to ask me all the tough questions about the communication and about spending quality time, my purpose in life and about being becoming a husband. And she was asking all the difficult questions and I was always running away. What's all this? You know, but I, I had to decide. And, and really, as I said, it, it doesn't feel any different i was going to share three things that have kept us together even though you know we're not in the same geographic location and i was saying that the first thing that i learned it's always good to know the strengths and weaknesses of your partner so once you discover the strengths of your partner allow them to operate there are some decisions i know that just leave me out so maybe where to place what in the house or where to buy what or where to do what i i know her strength and i just leave her to operate i don't interfere well i know it's, a, it's something about women women and details so i just leave her to to function in her space uh -huh. and um it's it's really also about um developing routine you know routine because i think that some of the routines that we established guided us so for instance like we have to pray every morning there's no it's not negotiable you know right. and um, other other routines yeah but i think one of my biggest lessons you know in marriage is the importance of doing the dishes i think that has been my biggest lesson because there's something about doing the dishes you know during that time you get to reflect and you get to think about stuff you get to think about your day and uh, i think it's actually a good thing i make breakfast at home she makes lunch so before i make breakfast i have to always make sure that i'm washing dishes and putting everything in order and during such times i realized that oh it's actually it's actually a good feeling so um i always i always say that women are better at multitasking because i mean in the kitchen there's so much multitasking going on you're washing you're frying you're doing and you know yeah so it with me just that yeah that's amazing and i see that you packed away a lot of things fear you packed away things your own comfort your own idea of how things should go and let me tell yeah. you my favorite one, which I think a lot of uh, men, maybe African men, I will say, um, like to pack this away, is that vulnerability can coexist with strength. Because even when you notice that she's different and you still embrace that, and sometimes that means submission to what she's good at. As she submits to what you're good at, you're also submitting to what she's good at. And that doesn't make you less of a man. 
you know sure. and that's been it's a struggle i think generally maybe let me not make it a man issue because i think generally both genders now as things shift there's the you know me too movement and there's the feminism um all these things and they change the dynamics so it's good to hear from from you um in that perspective in terms of the things sure. that you have to do just to ensure that it's working yeah. um, especially the aspect of long distance relationship so it mm-hmm. works right we can come to you for the manual of long distance relationship it, uh, it works you know it works i'm saying that because mm-hmm. you know this saying that people who are afraid die mm-hmm. many times before the actual death like what fear can do you know there's something about fear and i mm-hmm. think that when it comes to long distance relationships right um i think it's, it's, it boils down to two things if you ask me and the first one is trust you know and then the second one is purpose you know because once the purpose for which we're not in the same location you know is so important then we respect that that purpose has to thrive because we believe that god always has a plan for his people now because we right. always pray we believe that god has allowed it and so it's it fulfills purpose you understand and so because of that i'm not saying that it's been easy encouraging each other we just know that it's it's helping us to mature because there'll be a time where we'll be together again and so especially for the guys i mean she's always thanking me for being the kind of man i am because uh, i mean recently you're telling me oh ken i thank you so much that you're not you know the kind of manhood find comfort in another lady while i'm away and i'm like oh yeah i mean it's trust you know and i also trust her so that's no big deal you know yeah so life has to go on just listening to you speak reminds me of a video that i was watching this this uh i don't know if i should call him a bishop or a nun or a monk that i'm found on youtube and okay. he was talking about relationships and the different aspects that we think builds relationships and he said a lot of people think it's love intimacy and he said well that is important <laughs> the two most important things mm-hmm. are trust and service like being able to trust wow. each other being able to serve each other and i was like what you know what so now as you talk about purpose i see that trust is one is definitely a top aspect but the moment you bring in purpose then i know my intention i know how to serve you because i'm purposeful yeah. about being with you and sure. it sort of does not become an issue anymore and i totally um, agree with you i agree with yeah. you yeah yeah so it's good uh, as we learn um i have not talked about this uh with you i have been single now for over two years so i have okay. a perspective on what relationship should look like packing away old analogies or Oh, let's fall in love, fairy tale. You know, I need to be married by yeah. six months. <laughs> you know, um, wow. and just focusing on the aspect of being able to trust myself, so that mm-hmm. I know that I can extend the same thing to my partner. And it's good to to learn okay. from you. Yeah, I will be coming for right. additional notes. Okay, here. <laughs> <laughs> You too can join us to transform the lives of youth in Africa through stories. Every quarter, 
We run youth empowerment and mobilization projects through which businesses owned by young people in Africa are supported by the storybook, either financially or through publicity. Nominate a young changemaker today by telling us how they've changed lives in your community. We also welcome partnerships and sponsorships. Furthermore, we accept stories under these categories all year round. Young and on fire. Note to younger self. And Dear Diary. There are aspects that they need to let go, they need to pack away. We've strongly talked about fear and the effect that it has in um, on progress and the impact that it has on someone's ability to get ahead. So while we were doing this uh, Packing It Away series, one of the concepts that we noticed uh, from the stories that we were collecting is that people were in bad situations or they pursued the wrong desires mostly because they were led by the wrong intentions either they were in competition with their friends or they were trying to put on a show on social media you know i'm um, giving the, their exes a movie to show them i'm i'm doing yeah. well you know Not those true. kind of things and so I'm, I'm curious to know what drives you what motivates you um so that you can ensure that you're following the right path you are actually pursuing your purpose what uh, you are created for i know you strongly um advocate on your spiritual journey and your relationship with god mm-hmm. but tell us more about that what how does that look like for you on a daily basis ensuring that your laser focused on what Kenneth is about and what Kenneth needs to get done one statement that really drives me a lot is <laughs> Um, the one that says that the unexamined life is not worth living the unexamined life because um, just like people do business reviews people check the health of their business do quarterly reviews monthly reviews yearly reviews you know I just figured that it's always important to do a review of if you check my diary once a while you see I just write everything down and I'm like okay so how is this doing how is that doing with me everybody gets to a point where we sort of forget the true purpose for which we're created and for why we do what we do as a matter of fact a lot of people even even with me I mean when it comes to purpose it's still a journey of discovery unfortunately people still don't accept their true purpose because you see um it's just like the african situation where a lot of people feel that white collar jobs are superior i mean that narrative is changing if you transport it into personal lives people have a lot of giftings and a lot of passion for certain things that they feel embarrassed about one thing that drives me is that whichever industry that i believe i find myself in becomes what i make of it I can make it look how I want it to look because there are people who are sitting in the office there are people who are who are doing freelance jobs how they present themselves I mean set them apart so one way that I keep myself motivated is I try I try not to get into the aesthetics of things you know because um the truth is that when you get into aesthetics of things you may end up being deceived by what you see and what really is going on behind the scenes one way i just keep myself motivated is through sharpening myself with knowledge i always ask myself that if i'm doing something in ghana i try to do the same thing on a global stage there is just not one way of keeping myself motivated but just trying to look at what is happening what is the standard and trying to live up to the standard 
especially for someone like me not being in one space doing so many different things it takes a lot of discipline so it's a daily thing just making sure that i don't forget so one thing that i do for instance is that if there is a statement that i feel i shouldn't forget one thing you can decide that okay you want to go for jogging or you want to become a healthy person i mean how you see it is what makes it long term so if you want to be a writer you want to write a book you've not gotten to the point where in your daily routine you are doing something related to writing books it's just a lie you're not actually going to become a writer you know so i always ask myself that okay if this is what i want to become what am i doing every day that proves to me that tells me that okay kenneth you want to become a software developer how many snippets of code do you write in a week or in a day so i always try to make sure that even if it's 30 minutes a day, one hour a day of doing something that I want to become, then I see that I'm becoming my future self by being that now. Doing it now is, is going to be the evidence to me that I am actually going to become what I want to be. We would have a lot in September with Seek International, becoming your future self. I'm looking forward to be a part of this, but before I lose track, I totally believe in the aspect of results. This is something I've been thinking about um, in the recent, the, the past few weeks, in terms of how, um, so there's this um, Nigerian, I think he's an apostle, he says that nobody will clap for you twice for the same thing. So the way you talk about that, it has to be a daily reflective uh, job, a daily uh, intentional strive to ensure that you're going in that direction that will definitely ensure that you're not just um, going towards your purpose, but you're also achieving results, which I believe yes. is high on uh, what you are. Right. Are there other things that you do on a daily basis just to make sure? So you've talked about seeking knowledge, um, ensuring you have that consistency. What more? Are there other things that you would encourage people to ensure that they are following their purpose, but they are also packing it out because I think letting go of things is a continuous process. We, we are ever grieving plans, uh, desires, fairy tales, you know? So, you know, that's what came to mind is eat that frog, Brian Tracy. Okay. I believe so much in the concept. I think we all know what a frog is. The frog is that scary task in the day. Sometimes it's easy to look at your to-do list and see the frog and go like, hmm, let me do this other one first. And by the time the year is over, you have this unchecked item. I try to apply the 10 second rule. I think is it a 10 second rule or the five second rule? If I have to make a very important but intimidating call, I just count down and I, I make the call. If I have to do something that is so challenging or so scary, I do it. Whitney, that is how I got into partnership with Cheryl Porter. She's a well sought after vocal coach. I just messaged her on Instagram and she responded and that's how it all started. One other thing as you're asking that I do is that Whitney, I face like I eat the frog. I try to eat the frog because sometimes it's very uncomfortable calling certain people. It's very uncomfortable dressing up and walking into someone's office to talk about a deal or, I mean, it's difficult, but today people have reached out to me that I really revered and really respect. And I'm like, wow, what did they see? to want to work with me i just realized that well it's all about eating the frog because one of my favorite quotes maturity or experience is when you put yourself in a position that requires it of you yeah because if you don't put yourself in the position where maturity or experience is demanded of you then you're really not getting it you understand so then if you want to become a medical doctor then it means that your next immediate aim should be to write exams to get into medical school 
you understand yeah. because if you don't put yourself in that position then there's no way you're going to become a doctor i'm going to recommend um atomic habits to anyone who wants to develop that kind of mindset i think it's an awesome book for anyone who wants to get out of like a bad habit because there's one concept that i really love about stacking habit automatically when a lot of people wake up the first thing to pick up is the mobile phone you know it, with the concept of stacking habits it's like um, a linkage so you can decide at the moment you wake up whether you like it or not the first place you have to go to is either to pee or to go to the kitchen to grab a glass of water wow. so to have your now always if you want to go jogging or something make sure that your jogging kit is placed where you can see it immediately you wake up where the, you don't have to walk all the way to pick your sneakers you can see it right there in my mind my linkage is okay once i wake up i'm going to either pee or get a glass of water quickly put on my sneakers and wear you know my jogging is whatever and step out now if you do this over time the link is established so you're trying to get rid of the temptation to get onto your phone because once you get onto your phone one thing leads to another i'm just going to recommend that book like thing that i know everything that i do it's been through reading i learn a lot from books so my only reference now is the bible and other books that i've read you know and then a few mentors yeah so yeah that's that's what i can say well i could take so much from from this conversation and what you just said and i believe that a lot comes from investing in yourself you have to read those coaches and how you even say like, set yourself up to win right like please the if you want to yes. have a nice cereal a healthy breakfast set it up so that you're not thinking on yes. what to do the next day um you remind me of something that my my mentor says often he's um dr darius daniel so he says use your brain for creativity not for storage of information before we had this interview you notice you notice how i gave you the selected dates to pick from one thing that i learned from dr benjamin hardy is decision fatigue yes. the concept of not deciding because right now if you say okay kenneth we need to have an interview when are you free and i go like okay does next week thursday work for you what time it's decision fatigue i'm, I'm making it hard for you to decide i'm making it hard for me to decide decide and just do it you understand so what you're yeah. talking about is so true what dr benjamin hardy calls decision fatigue and it's affect a lot of people like seriously it's a very big thing so you're right about that the brain is not for story so for me at home i have my formal cup board and i have my book so once something comes to mind i write it down and you know and i have a so you can see i have like a green marker to show that i've done it finally uh, but we we finally made it and i have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you kenneth you are awesome hard working um and i look forward to collaborating with you um in sure. future at what you're doing let's definitely keep in touch so for the people who would like to follow uh what you do where can they find you um facebook yeah. instagram twitter yeah, so I'm I'm less active on Facebook now. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's just a millennial thing because everybody's on Instagram now. Yeah, and uh, so on on Instagram, Kenneth Wenya, K E. So Kenneth and then W O A N Y A H. So with my music organization, Tune Audit, we have a lot of great stuff coming up. That's Tune Audit wherever Tune Audit on Twitter everywhere. T U N E A U D I T Tune Audit and. Um, we have um, for Seek International. Basically, it's on. I mean, the same thing on all the social media platforms. So yeah, not not so difficult to find online. Yeah, and if they if they follow with Mwangi, they will find me following her. So yeah, because I like a lot of your posts, the storybook. I mean, oh I follow I follow you. 
So yeah. Thank you so much for all the support. Yes. Uh, we met in some extraordinary circumstances, and I'm sure the future is going to be even brighter yeah. for uh, young people. And yeah. I look forward to helping you grow, advance in the sure. communication with your teams. Thank you so much, Whitney. Really. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, thank you, Kenneth. Uh, take care. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, that's our story. What's yours? Be sure to connect with us on social media at the storybook underscore ENT on Instagram. The storybook ENT on Facebook. At storybook underscore ENT on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation going. We just can't wait to hear from you. 